You're listening to Three Kitchens Podcast, a member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. Now it's time to find out what's cooking today. In Alberta, you get to choose who to buy your internet, electricity, and natural gas from. Park Power has low overhead, which in turn allows them to offer low competitive rates. Reach out for a no-obligation comparison by emailing estimates at parkpower.ca. If you decide to switch, it's easy. It's really just a change to your billing, and you can feel good knowing you are helping to give back to our communities with your utility bills. Learn more at parkpower.ca. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Three Kitchens Podcast. Today I am your host Erin and I am joined by my co-host Heather Dyer and a special friend and guest who is also Erin. <laughs> <laughs> Our friend Erin Patching is joining us today. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Now I'm a little, I'm like, okay, who should I, like, is it going to get confusing if I'm calling you by your first names? We're just going to count we, on the listener to We sort could go by last names, maybe. Or because Aaron Walker <laughs> is normally Aaron, I could just go by patching for today's episode if that was going to be easier. Or as I like to joke with your husband, your other Aaron, and he goes, no, your other Aaron. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I don't like other Aaron. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, thank you for, for coming along and guest hosting with us. This is fun. Yeah, yeah I'm excited to join. If at any point you want to say, edit that out, you're <laughs> able to make the request. It may or may not happen. <laughs> That's true. If I think it has... She surprises us. Because sometimes I do that and it still stays in. Still Interesting. Stays in. Interesting. Um, I wanted to tell you guys about something that I read as I was cruising around on foodandwine.com. As you do. So have you ever, have you seen those ads for like, you can get a scented candle with your brand. So you can just say what scent you want. Um, and then it would be labeled with like your logo or whatever. You ever okay. seen these? Nope. No. Okay. Is it just like a marketing thing? Like you get Yeah. To it's a, it's like, you know, uh, what do you call it? Like it's stuff you give away. It's right. like, or you could sell it. Maybe it's merchandise. I don't know. There you go. Like mm -hmm. instead of like pens and t-shirts, you could get scented candles made is yeah, that the gist of exactly. it exactly okay. but apparently there's some like big name brands that have candles like ikea has a meatball scented candle oh oh no mm -hmm. i don't know mm -mm. <laughs> mcdonald's has there's a set of six candles and when you burn them all at the same time it smells like a quarter pounder <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh Okay, but I want to know, like, what do the individuals smell like? Hot lettuce. <laughs> Melted fake cheese. Just horrible. My, br my brother used to work at McDonald's when we were teenagers, and he came home smelling oh. like McDonald's, and he smelled so bad. And then, like, his laundry would smell. <laughs> and that's what I imagined those candles would smell like. It was, it was not... It was, I remember the smell so distinctly. It was terrible. Yeah, no. Yeah, I bet it is. <laughs> okay, and there's a couple other ones I wanted to tell you about. So uh, Miller Lite, the beer Miller Lite, has a candle that smells like a dive bar. Hmm. 
Mm. Please tell me the candle says it's Miller time on it. <laughs> oh, I don't know. What, who wants to smell a dive bar? Can't you just smell it from like the old days of going to like uh, down yeah. on 11th Avenue and like the People gross, can't afford sticky, sticky the in-person tables. experience. And so when they're sitting drinking all by themselves, they've got to have that. <laughs> they've got to have that smell accompanying their evening. Ugh. It's so gross. Okay, and then one last one. Okay, and the Super 8 uh, motels have a series of candles that smell like road trip. So there's like apparently one that's supposed to smell like having your windows open, like your windows down on the open road. I don't know what that would even smell like. There's one that smells like gasoline. There's crisp, clean linen, I guess, at the hotel. There's a hot shower. I have no idea what that would smell like either. That would smell like the terrible soap. That's what that shower would smell like. It would smell like the awful bars of soap that mm -hmm. you're like, oh, damn, I have to use this bar of soap. And then you can't sleep at night because you smell that awful soap on your hands. Yeah, it's and so you're bad. Because it dried you out. And it dried you out. <laughs> the road trip snacks, beef jerky, uh, oh. a cherry slushy, breakfast and coffee. Can you imagine a beef jerky candle? Ugh. Beef jerky does it's not gross. smell good. Like it, it might taste no. good, but the smell of it is like if you open that in a room and someone doesn't know what that <laughs> and like, like that there's beef put your nose open, in it. That's it's, it's they'll that's a terrible smell. That's terrible. also a terrible thing to eat on a road trip because it disturbs everybody else's smell zone. Yeah, you have to have more neutral smelling it's things. A, on everybody a road trip. has to eat it. Everybody has to eat it. <laughs> huh. Ugh. I thought that was funny. Apparently, apparently the Miller Lite, they also had an ice cream based on the dive bar uh, as well, which was like, I read about it. It was like beer, obviously. Beer, caramel, to sort of remind you of that sticky floor that you talked about, mm. patching. Mm -hmm. um, a hint of tobacco smoke mm. in there and peanuts. Mm. Ugh. I was like, who wants to eat that? Gross. Hmm. No. <laughs> Aaron's I, I don't even know what to say. Just trying to process. <laughs> I mean, it might taste good. Peanut and caramel and oh, but tobacco. Did you say tobacco? The tobacco thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. thanks. No. My no, husband no. kind of thinks that butterscotch but, ice cream has an ashtray y kind hmm. of flavor profile to it. He's like, I don't like the taste really? of butterscotch ice cream specifically because he feels like it's ashtrays tasting interesting maybe it's hmm. like some weird childhood association well <laughs> yeah some family member was always smoking smoking yeah. and serving up the ice cream butterscotch flavored things <laughs> oh gross. it's like grandma or somebody was like have some ice cream while she's puffing away <laughs> we were watching an older movie recently we watched um die hard for christmas Mm -hmm. and he arrives at the airport and he gets in the door from leaving the plane and he lights up a cigarette and starts smoking it and we my husband and I dove into a conversation about remember when everyone could smoke everywhere remember mm -hmm. there was like smoking in the cafeteria in the mall mm -hmm. and at different restaurants oh, smoking yeah. or non like the smoking section which was just <laughs> right there two yeah. feet away from the non-smoking <laughs> section yeah that was great yeah exactly it made a big difference it really yeah. did <laughs> thank goodness but we were marveling over the fact that it's been 
so long like now it seems so weird if someone someone were to be smoking inside a building oh you'd be horrified we both yeah. worked in grocery stores aaron and mm -hmm. i and there used to be a room upstairs in the grocery store mm -hmm. that you could go inside you could smoke in it it was the smoking room in the lunch table area did you have like that, for aaron? employees yeah 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 in the employee yeah, break a... room but i had this world. vision at first i had this <laughs> I had this vision of it being just shoppers who needed a quick break. Oh, I'm not done my shopping, but I need a quick smoke. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a fun sidetrack there. Uh, okay, let's talk about something that's actually okay. appetizing. Okay, so this, I hope, will be a something new, something I've really wanted to make since Heather made pakoras a little while mm. back. Falafels. Mm. So yummy. I did a little bit of researching around. I'm trying to find a falafel. I think this one is, this is a baked one, not a fried one, mm -hmm. oh. but it puts olive oil on the pan while you bake it and then dip it and make it. I haven't looked at this recipe for a little while, so I have to, okay. <laughs> I picked it out and I haven't looked again, but falafels are like little chickpea patties. So there was a lot of talk on this online when I was reading between different recipes about whether you soak dry chickpeas or you use already soaked canned chickpeas for this. And the overall census that I saw was that you should use dried chickpeas, rinse them, and then soak them up overnight in the fridge rather than the canned ones or they'll be too soggy. Hmm. Oh, I could see that. The canned ones are pretty soft, right? So I'm going to use a recipe from Cookie and Kate. Oh, I like I like them. Mm -hmm. They have some mm -hmm. really good recipes. It's got the chickpeas, uh, red onion, parsley, cilantro. I'll be omitting the cilantro. <gasps> oh, come on, Aaron. <laughs> oh, good. Are we two against one now? Is Are you the <laughs> only cilantro-er, Heather? <laughs> I love cilantro. Oh, <clears throat> damn it. I'm all <clears throat> alone again. That's all right. We can like maybe sprinkle it on after. Maybe I'll put some fresh cilantro. I don't know. I can barely even buy the stuff. I had some tonight. Don't worry about it. We're just teasing. It's fine. Yeah. No, don't put cilantro. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> onion, parsley, garlic, uh, salt, pepper, cumin, and cinnamon. Cinnamon. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So this is all. So in a food processor, I'm just going to pulse all these guys together until it's smooth. All the ingredients that I listed above there until it's smooth. Uh, it recommends to take out about two tablespoons of the mixture at a time to put into little patties. And then for the cooking process, it says uh, you pour a quarter cup of the oil into a rimmed baking sheet and turn it on the pan until it's lightly coated so you get sort of like a little coating on the pan of oil and then in an oven you bake it for half the time on one side and then you flip it for half the time on the other so it's kind of fried slash baked hmm. at the same time it sounds like i might see about doing these in my barbecue because this sounds like a messy oven mm. and then once they're golden on both sides, they're done and they keep in your refrigerator for up to four days, it says, or you can freeze them for several months. I'm hmm. excited about this. Nice. So they're not shaped like a ball? Mm -hmm. So these ones that I see... Aren't they usually shaped like a ball? Mm, I want to say like a flattened ping pong ball size. 
Okay. So instead of being perfectly round, they've been flattened a little bit. Maybe because how they're being baked, it's just easier to get full coverage if you're, yeah. if it's a little flat, because if it was a round ball, you wouldn't be able mm -hmm. to get kind of the crispness on all sides, right? It's like trying to make a yeah. meatball. Yeah. But that's too Yeah. Big. Having to roll them all over. Yeah. 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 It'd be harder. So. so I'm going to try making these falafels mm. and... I didn't realize this, but I poached from their website also another recipe <laughs> that I've made before and I think will go really good with this. It is a crisp apple and kohlrabi salad. Mm. And so our listeners don't know, but Erin grows, Erin Patching grows the most mm -hmm. fantastic kohlrabis in her garden in the summer. And next year I have to do them. You do. I'd never really eaten or had a kohlrabi before you showed up and gave me this massive yeah. small <laughs> pumpkin kind of cantaloupe sized kohlrabi and yes. I was like what do I do with this yeah I brought them to work um in the oh. fall after I picked a whole bunch and to my co-workers I just put them on everybody's <laughs> desks and everyone's like oh thanks um what is it <laughs> what is it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and I they were all the purple ones too and um <gasps> anyways which doesn't when you peel it it's all the same so the color doesn't matter right um, yeah but they're very easy to grow and uh we've grown them now for the past few years and um and often cruciferous like there's like these little moths that like to eat them mm. and they totally eat the leaves but the leaves are not the I mean you could eat the leaves but right they have holes in them from the moths eating them um, but nothing affects the bulb and it grows so, so easily. And uh, it's so much fun. And then they store, we still have some in like my cold room right? Um, from the summer. So they nice. store for a very long time. And so you said they're cruciferous. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that they're part of the broccoli family? Oh, totally. Yeah. Okay. And cabbage and broccoli, cabbage, Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Cool. So it reminds me a little bit of like a crispy, like the stem of a broccoli almost is kind of, it's similar. I would say kind of similar to that. We always, when I grew up, we used to just slice it, put salt on it and just oh, eat yeah. them just like that raw. Mm. It's just so crunchy and yummy. Yeah. So this salad that I'm going to make uh, uses the kohlrabi and you cut it into like julienne like little matchsticks and you do the same thing with an with an apple and so they recommend a honey crisp apple but i would say any like tart apple would be good um and then it recommends that you put tarragon sunflower seeds uh feta cheese and then salt and lemon juice so you know that I'm going to default and put <laughs> the salted lemon juice into this, mm. uh, a little bit of olive oil and some black pepper. Mm. So I've modified this a little bit from what is on the Cookie and Kate website, but I didn't realize that both these episodes or both these recipes came from there until I looked at them both and I was like, oh, I, I took both of their recipes today. <laughs> I think this is gonna be a really tasty, light, fresh meal. And I think it will introduce everybody to kohlrabis and then they can get their seeds and then they can yes. grow them this summer because mm. I know I just got my seed catalog for the winter in the mail. Oh, and already? I'm already starting to like plan gardeny <laughs> stuff. So 
I haven't got a seed catalog yet. Oh, you didn't that's get your Bessie's seed catalog? Oh, I don't, maybe I don't get Bessie's. Oh. I might only get West Coast. So ah, well, West Coast has got a lot of varieties of kohlrabi. Oh, cool. But there's one that's a green one and it says it's like the biggest one. It's called like super schmelz or something. It's all like German. I think kohlrabi's even German. <laughs> uh-huh. And it's supposed to be like this size of your head, but the purple ones grow faster. Hmm. So they don't grow as big, but they grow way hmm. faster. So they outgrew <laughs> the green ones this year. So if you're picking out your seeds, I vote the purple. I don't remember what the purple ones are, but the other one, I just like the name of the the super schmelzer. Or something <laughs> Bigger is not always better. Sometimes you want the, the fast growing one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Heather's looking for a grower, not a shower. That's right. <laughs> That's right. We're, <laughs> we're recording in the evening and I'm drinking wine and it's just like a little different than the normal. <laughs> <laughs> She's a little less filtered. And so... I just put a little less filter on our episodes and then I I hear about it and some of the feedback that I get sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) See, Erin, this is what we mean when I say I think she's going to edit, but then she doesn't and she leaves it in. But you were the one who said the grower's right, not me. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, join us in the second half and we will have some falafels and salad. Yay. Can't wait. Mm. Hello and welcome. My name is Joshua. And I'm Grayson. And together we host Epic Podcast, Emergency Preparedness in Canada. On the show, we explore disasters and their management from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Whether it's our history. Most people in Halifax don't know what the cargo is. And then whammo, vessel explodes. Our society. So we can't really address disasters without looking at who has the decision-making power. Or our hazards. It's virtually impossible for us to provide any advance warning for a landscape tornado. We've got something for everyone because when it comes down to it, disasters are everyone's business. Visit our website at epicpodcast.ca, follow us on Twitter at epic underscore underscore podcast, or subscribe to the Emergency Preparedness in Canada podcast on your favorite app. All this and more on the next episode of Epic Podcast, current, relevant, Canadian. Let's get down to business. Welcome back. We are here with our special guest, Erin Patching. Hello. And the usual Heather and Erin. That you always get. The usual, the usual crew. <laughs> so I made the falafels and the apple and kohlrabi salad. And I'm pretty happy with how these turned out, despite a few little issues along the way. But I'll get into what I did. So recipes were really fighting over whether you should be using canned chickpeas or soaking chickpeas. And I was in the mode of, oh, I'm going to make falafels tomorrow. So I put them into a container with water in the fridge. And then tomorrow came and it went. And I was like, damn, (laughs) do I have to throw out these chickpeas? Because they were kind of expensive. No, 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 no. I'm going to do this tomorrow. They'll be fine. And then the next tomorrow came and went. (laughs) And I was like, Uh oh, "Oh, damn. (laughs) So I was like, no, for sure. I have to do this tomorrow. (laughs) So. After soaking for two nights, I think that these turned out just fine. So I drained them and then into a food processor, tossed some chopped red onion, chopped fresh parsley, uh, garlic, uh, salt, pepper, cumin, and cinnamon. And so I have a really tiny little food processor and the amounts that they wrote on here did not fit in my tiny food processor. 
so I did it in two batches. So I just pretty much have the ingredients, zhuzhed it up in the food processor, dumped it in a bowl. It made like a nice paste, I guess. And then at that point, I started running out of time in my day. So I just <laughs> popped it into the fridge before I baked them up, which didn't seem to cause any issues either. Really, this should have taken me like 15, 20 minutes to make, but I don't know. I was just not, I was not in the zone that day. <laughs> I tell ya. Anyway, so once I got this paste, I scooped it up with an ice cream scoop and just formed it into little patties. And then on a baking sheet, you put olive oil and coat it. So you kind of have to rock it around so that it coats everywhere. And then you place your patties on it, pop it in the oven, 15 minutes and then turn them and then another 15 minutes and they're done. And do they kind of like fry? Like how much oil was on your pan? So it was just really enough to coat the pan. It wasn't a lot. Maybe you'll see in the video that it was just kind of frying and bubbling around the edges. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to say they were stuck to the bottom, but they took a little bit of force to get that spatula under there. But then once you did, they flipped really easily and there was no residue left behind or anything. So I think mm. it actually, it works perfectly, which I was really mm. happy about. Because I was a little bit nervous about putting this wet batter on the pan and being like, am I just going to be scraping these up and yeah. like biting with them sticking? But nope, totally easy. And I thought they crisped up pretty good. And da -da 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 -da, I don't think I have much to say about it. That was falafels. And then I felt like they needed a sauce. So I had some tzatziki sauce in my fridge. I did not make it. I was not pulling out all the stops. I wanted to make this easy. <laughs> She'd already taken like three days to get to it. So I already took three days. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> totally understandable. It's not like a two minute whip up sort of a deal either. Takes a bit of work. So yeah, I mean, it was really just the trying to predict what I'm going to do tomorrow and being really poor with my own personal time management at the time of year that we're in right now. So <laughs> I would say these are easy to make if you do better time management. <laughs> so Erin, these were gluten-free, egg-free. Mm -hmm. Tell me what they you thought. They were delicious. Yeah. I, what I liked is when like you drop them off and then when I had them, uh, which wasn't till the next day, uh, I just popped them in the oven for like Ooh. just five minutes to reheat them nice they were they were amazing so I think it's like a great thing to have for leftovers or I bet you you could even freeze them up right and then thaw them and pop them in the oven to heat them up and mm -hmm. they would be delicious and I like that fried chickpea texture mm. Mm -hmm. I had them the same day because I had I was in the gym when right. you popped them by and so I was starving when I came into the house and the kids said, Aaron brought food. And I was like, yay, Aaron brought food. <laughs> and of course they were all over it. Like, what's she bring? What's she bring? And so I shared with them and they loved it too. We all were like, wow, these are amazing. Gobbled them right up. Right. I love that there was like really fresh flavors in there. Like it seemed like, I don't know how to describe it exactly. But like, I think sometimes you can get sort of like a falafel that tastes like a like a, it's a bit dry, maybe. This just felt fresh. Like there's like fresh, I can't remember even now what ingredients you said were in there, but like parsley or something. There's something green that was like really fresh tasting. The mm. red onion didn't get like cooked down. So it was like there were little bits of crunch in there and yeah, fresh. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. 
And you noted that there was cinnamon in there. And it's funny because I normally despise cinnamon in a savory food. Oh, interesting. Like, I like cinnamon shows up in the weirdest places. And <laughs> like in, in sweet things, I love cinnamon. But in savory things, like there's some, uh, I don't know, like a lasagna that has like a cinnamon. I don't remember. It, it's just <laughs> awful. So if I was following the recipe, I would have oh. 100% have omitted that. But I am glad you didn't because it was really good. Uh, because but however, whatever the amount was, I barely noticed it. I noticed there were some different tastes. And then I was meaning to like look at the recipe to see what what is that different because cinnamon tastes really different in a savory dish than it does in a sweet dish, I, I think. But I, I liked it. So I think the cinnamon goes good with the cumin. I think that's what makes it pass is, is that mm. it, it goes well with the cumin because they both have very like similar earthy sort of. Yeah. Yeah, that could be what it is. Yeah, I liked it too. I thought they were perfect. Whatever the recipe is, everybody just make it according to the recipe because they're so tasty. And the kids even were like, what is this? This is so good. I love this. Yeah, yeah I shared with my son too. Yeah, absolutely have tzatziki because that was like just perfect together. Yeah, I think this would be really good because sometimes I know I've worked where they use falafel as a substitute if you, you know, in a wrap where you would put chicken or beef. And so I think if you were to put this in like a lettuce wrap with like some shredded carrot, if you like cilantro, since y'all like yummy, mm -hmm. yes, mm -hmm. please, <laughs> delicious. But I think if you crumble that up in a few pieces with the tzatziki, with the cilantro, with a little squeeze of lime juice and wrap it up in like a lettuce yeah. or something in there, like anything and just like, vinegar. yeah, like get it. that crunch mm -hmm. in there and mm -hmm. yeah. I think that'd be really tasty. So mm -hmm. I, I also think these would be good camping wise and hiking wise. This is like I and, and lunch wise. I, I can't see not continuing to make these because my son really liked them. So I ate them at the temperature they were when I opened it up. Mm. So they were not cold. They hadn't been in the fridge yet. Right. But they were not like warmed up and they were amazing. So yeah. I don't even think it matters what temperature you eat them at. Yeah. The one son liked them and he had falafel in his fun lunch at school the other day and he did hmm. not like those falafels at all. Oh, so <laughs> yeah, it definitely was right up there among some of the best falafels that I can think of having eaten. I think just deep frying them at home would obviously make them the best. Mm. But I mean, I'm not a big fan of working with a big pot of oil. Yeah. and deep frying things and so i think this is a good way and i'm I'm surprised how crispy they turned out like they still had a pretty good crisp on the outside so mm -hmm. well and they had the crisp when reheated as well so oh, when i good. reheated them in the oven they kind of had that sizzle because mm -hmm. uh, there was enough oil left on the outside that they that they sizzled and they crisped right up again so it was really nice yeah Yay, Erin. Yay, falafels. Yeah. I've been wanting to do those for so long. All right, so on the side, along with this, I made a crispy apple and kohlrabi salad. I learned that I was spelling kohlrabi wrong the whole time that I was typing out this recipe. And I was like, what do you mean you don't recognize this word? And then I was like, oh, it's because I'm typing it wrong. <laughs> uh, so this had um, about a pound of kohlrabi, one large apple, I used a third of a cup of 
feta cheese, a quarter cup of fresh tarragon leaves, which I did find at the store, which made me happy and sad because I have a huge tarragon plant (laughs) that often goes to waste. And here I am buying tarragon in winter, but that's okay. Uh, Three tablespoons of toasted sunflower seeds, um, a tablespoon of olive oil, lemon juice, and apple cider vinegar. And then I had some salted lemon juice from my jar of salted lemons that I also drizzled in there. But if you didn't have that, you could use salt and pepper. I had fun chopping these all up into little matchstick pieces. I don't know. I really enjoy doing that when I make this salad. I don't know why, but I get (laughs) such a kick out of like dicing everything. You're very good at it. Like it was very uniform. Mm -hmm. It's easy to do that with an apple and to do that with this kohlrabi. So I had a lot of fun (laughs) getting that all ready and honestly dump it all in a bowl, mix it together and wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. You've got yourself a salad. So you've got a fantastic salad in my opinion that was delicious the kids love that too I had to share it because they loved it (laughs) so we 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 shared the falafel and the salad and that was our little dinner and they loved it yeah I I I thought this was delicious and Aaron um Aaron Patching also made a really delicious kohlrabi salad at a barbecue we attended in the summer at another friend's house and that one had beets in it, but it was very similar. I'm curious oh, what the okay. differences might be between the two, because I really like both of them. Uh, the, the one that I made had beets and apple and kohlrabi, so so similar in that respect. Uh, and then it had like, um, I juiced an orange, so it had an oh, orange. Oh. And then other than that, the dressing was quite quite similar. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then I think I put pumpkin seeds on instead of sunflower seeds, but say, yeah, very, very similar similar stuff but with a slightly orangey taste instead of the and the um, beets were purple so the whole salad was purple but that was very okay purple. Oh, if you love beets fun. as we do yeah this yeah. crowd loves beets so we know those are good yeah but yeah the salad was i i really enjoyed your salad erin uh and I also i didn't eat it till the next day uh because that drop off i'd already been uh ma- making dinner you so. were in the middle of dinner that's usually yeah that's the <laughs> but the really awesome thing about that salad is it's still crisp the next day. Yeah. So, and I'm sure it'd be even the next day if you could go without eating it that long. Good luck. Yeah. Not yeah. It, it doesn't last that long. No. <laughs> yeah. But if you wanted to, you could make a big batch and leave it in the mm. fridge and eat it over a few days. And uh, Well, you can make it ahead of time. And with the vinegar and the acid in there, your kohlrabi and apple don't spoil and get brown. Mm-hmm. you know how they can and so like having that because it's got that vinegary acidic dressing it coats everything and then you can make it ahead of time and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So I kind of wish I had mm. some now well yeah I know totally I was just thinking that now yeah. when I gift you your <laughs> bunch of tarragon this summer you can hmm. find something to do with it. there you go i'll get tarragon from one garden kohlrabi from the other garden that's right i don't have to grow well, no, any should, of it well, you I should know. all grow the kohlrabi this year <laughs> i have grown yeah. it before i like, would like to grow it again yeah. or try growing it this year i know i said i was going to do it last year and i don't yeah. know i just can't get my shit together i guess <laughs> it can take some space because they get quite large so you do need a bit of space right yeah. this is clearly yeah. not a good strategy for life but i seem to be just getting by <laughs> you're doing fine i think we're all uh anyone with young families 
yeah, we're all just getting by, aren't we? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. And it's flu season and winter. I mean, like this whole meal was really fresh and crispy. And mm-hmm. I feel like we've done a lot of heavy eating lately with, you know, gravies and pies and cookies. Thanksgiving. And, and, yeah. Oh, there's been so much comfort food and pastas. And all of that is great. But I feel like sometimes I need that break to freshen things up again. And this this salad and the falafels on the side kind of did mm. that for me. Yeah. And I think if you were to, I don't think grating would work, but if you were to slice your apple and kohlrabi even thinner, like mm. thin, super thin, so that it's a bit less matchstick and more like a slice, then put the whole salad into like, a wrap with your falafel oh. and, and just eat it all together. I oh. I just think it all tasted so good together that you could totally just wrap it up and there's your lunch. Yes. Boom. That would be amazing. Oh, I totally want it now. I know. Look what we've done to ourselves. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go throw some chickpeas in some water in the fridge because I know they're going to be okay if I don't do it tomorrow or the next day or the next. There you go. So that gives me three days to get this together and then I can make more falafels. How much chickpea, how many, like how many chickpeas did you have? It was one cup of the dried. Oh, so that's not very much really. No, it's not a ton and it expands quite a bit Mm. and it makes, it was perfectly 12. If I used my ice cream scoop for it, it worked out exactly as that and it says like you can double the recipe you can half it you can as long as you keep your ratios the same go for it and you guys can put cilantro in i i didn't so oh i yet. totally would i was yeah, like yeah too. this needs a this needs cilantro because i love it mm-hmm. um or just on top even like in, if mm-hmm. you're gonna wrap it up or whatever throw some cilantro on there um and how much how much can chickpeas would would you need if you does it does your recipe tell you that or you it doesn't even give me that option oh, okay i was just curious what the absolutely difference absolutely no on the canned chickpeas apparently hmm, that's so. okay soaking soaking them easy enough yeah probably cheaper than the canned usually the dry ends up cheaper. usually it is yum yeah. thank you for making this erin because yeah thank you it's, mm, i've been delicious. wanting to make this for quite a while and i love that uh this worked out really good to make for you, Erin, with having gluten-free. And then when I was yeah. making it and I realized it was also egg-free, I was like, this is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. I hope Fine. you enjoyed getting food delivery and coming on and yes. come back having anytime. some fun with us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll come by if I get if, uh, if the free food. Um, <laughs> yeah, or maybe I'll make you something uh, sometime as well. Sure. Ooh. Yeah, we're always. You've now that. you've now earned the right to like lead the episode and cook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think about my special. Oh, I know what my specialty is, but I don't know if uh, is a cheese souffle. You ever oh, done that? I've actually never made a souffle. I've never made a souffle either. Well, there you go. I'll have to teach Ooh. you all about souffle. Yeah, and that'd be awesome. Let's schedule that in. I love that idea. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. And now for the fine print. Join us over on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest, and on our website at threekitchenspodcast.com. And remember, when you like, follow, subscribe, and review, it helps more people find us. Thank you so much for listening.
know your other errand. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>